The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, veteran Lucas. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. This ball of feathers is back and knives, arrows, and a body built to be memed. Can I get a hoot, hoot for Rowlet? And in this corner, step back me out, because there's a new bad kitty in town. The heel of the Pokemon DTC and wannabe fighting type. Make some noise for Litten. And in this corner... With a voice and style so loud it nearly drowns out all of its haters. When this Pokemon steps in the ring, you know it's gonna be a show. Give a round of applause for Poplio. Each Pokemon has their strengths and weaknesses, but which one would make the most practical Sada in the Alolan region? Let's find out. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Lucas Lectures and another Starter Showdown. It's me, Veteran Lucas. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day or night, whenever you're listening. So if you are new and just picking up this episode, we do this once a month, and we're almost done with our set. We go through each starter set from each generation, and we see which one has the most practical applications. Obviously, we choose whatever starters we want to play however we want to play, but if we were to think about this from a real context, from the idea of a battle potential, care and maintenance, child friendliness, and utility, which one would be the best in each reason? And this time, we're in Alola. Oh, aloha to Alola. I love, love, love this region. I know a lot of people get pretty gripey about the Z moves and how memeably bland the main character's face is whenever something happens like, oh my gosh, a wormhole is eating my mother. Quick, protagonist, do something. Blank smile on his face as he charges into the portal. It's it's great stuff for memeing, but I can see some complaints there. But there's some amazing Pokemon in this region, and we're going to talk about three of them. Now, to go over those four points I just mentioned, whenever we categorize our Pokemon, we always have to use the four main categories. So first, you have battle potential. Battle potential is just how well they're going to fight in gyms, in competitive, in the wild. Would they be really good to actually fight in the area you're in? Uh, Care and maintenance is just what it sounds like. How much is it going to cost you in both time and money to take care of this Pokemon? Uh, You're also going to have to worry about child friendliness. If you are a new trainer, if you're basically a 10-year-old, is it okay to give your 10-year-old this Pokemon? Are they going to be okay? And utility. After you're done fighting in the championship, what are you going to do with your time? Because we've mentioned it before. Pokemon trainers don't make a lot of money. You're probably going to want some kind of fallback career just in case. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started with our grass type, and that is the Rowlet line. Now, to me, this is the cutest starter. How do you not look at its little bow tie and its little face and just feel something? I love all the memes that came from this Pokemon. And also, this is the first starter where we've seen switch up the dual typing. So it starts off with the grass flying, but then once it gets to a Decidueye, it becomes a grass ghost. It's similar to Blaziken in that manner because it has flying types moves, but no stab. I I think that's really, really cool. Now, to start off, let's go with battle potential. 
So we don't have gyms this time. We do have the island trials. And with the trials, you're going to have a pretty neutral time with Rowlet. There's a nice balance between advantage, uh, disadvantages, and neutral. And I think that's okay. I mean, it's not as great as being able to steamroll through them. Now with Rowlet, it is the mixed attacker of this generation. So it has access to mostly physical attacks, but it can use some special attack as well. Uh, typically, it likes to fight from a distance. This is what this Pokemon is built for. It doesn't like to get up close and personal. It can fight it up close if it has to, but especially with Decidueye, it wants to be real far away and end the fight real quick. So yeah, this Pokemon can see threats coming from almost any direction, and that's pretty useful. It's a ghost type, so it can literally blend in with the shadows, attack, and go right back in. So if you're looking for that sneaky build, this is definitely the Pokemon for you. Now, Grass Ghost is not the worst type combo, <coughs> Grass Dark, <coughs> but it does add weaknesses without blocking any old weaknesses. Now, with Karen Maintenance, Rowlet starts off super chill, and it comes with the greatest gift a Pokemon trainer can ask. Photosynthesis. It can generate its own food and energy. Feeding it becomes a minor part of your life. Oh my gosh. It's a godsend to a trainer's wallet whenever you don't have to buy food for these monsters. And Rowlet is easy to care for. In fact, it's so easy you don't even need a nest. It will literally just live in your pocket or bag. It just doesn't care. All of those benefits get thrown out the window the second it evolves into Dartrix. This Pokemon is literally described as a dandy. It is so fussy about being dirty that if it sees so much as a speck of dirt on it, you know, that thing is going to pop up all the time in a fight, it will stop fighting. It'll stop listening to you in some cases. You have to make sure that this Pokemon is meticulously clean. You're going to have to make sure that you give this Pokemon the time before every fight to make sure that it stays clean. Now, in its defense, the cleaner it is, the sharper its feathers are, so that's always good to know. But this Pokemon is going to cost you a fortune in cleaning, but not having to pay for food kind of rounds that out a little bit. But again, this Pokemon, super neat freak. Really need to make sure it stays nice and prim and pristine. Now on to child friendliness. Like I said about Rowlet, it's the perfect nugget to give to a kid. Uh, when it evolves, then you have some problems. If you're some kid who just got a Rowlet to evolve, and you don't know how to properly clean your new bird, your career comes to a halt. You are going to have to learn how to clean and prep it up for a fight. This bird, again, will stop listening to you if you're going to a fight. So imagine if the Rattata uses sand attack on your... Granted, if you're a flying type, not going to be... But you get the point. Imagine if someone throws a bunch of dirt around. Like if someone uses a rock type over sandstorm and you get some sand in the feathers. It stops fighting. It freaks out. tries to clean itself. Decidueye has a similar problem. It has a lot of cool skills and it loves to sneak and scare people, but it doesn't do well with being surprised. When it gets surprised, it freezes up. It goes into panic mode. If you are a Pokemon trainer, it's going to be your job to snap it out of that panic mode. Luckily though, with Decidueye, it's pretty hard to sneak up on a ghost, but if something were to surprise it, say, instead of what you were fighting being I don't know, a two-cannon, it's actually a ditto pretending to be a two-cannon, that's going to freak it out. You're going to have to be a mature trainer to actually snap it out of that. Uh, finally, we have utility, and this generation doesn't have the best utility, and it's the same in this world. If you have the skills of an archer in the 21st century, that's awesome. What can you do with it? This Pokemon is built around throwing knives and arrows, so your life's work is pretty limited. Also, it can't even fly. It can't even use fly to carry you around, which is just kind of a bummer. And 
I'm going to assume that hunting is other people's Pokemon for food is illegal. Your only choice is to stay as the league champion in Alola or join the Pokemon Avengers and be their Hawkeye. And out of all the Avengers, no one wants to be Hawkeye. No one looks at the list of the all the Avengers and be like, the dude with the bow. So battle, eh, three to five. Care and maintenance, eh, three out of five. The cleaning's a pain. Child friendliness, Rowland brings it up, but the other two drop it down. Three out of five. And utility, I gotta give a one out of five. There is no practical use for having a bow and arrow outside of combat. I mean, you can shoot apples off kids' heads, but eventually that's gonna get pretty boring. Now, next up, Litten. Now, I don't like cats. It has been documented in this podcast many times that I do not trust cats, but I do always pick the fire type, and that rule stays true. I did pick Litten as my type, and I loved my kitty. I loved my terrifying tiger monster. It is the most fighting type starter Pokemon we have, though, which is ironic given its dark typing. I honestly think the artists were drawing up Incineroar like, yes, it's going to be the perfect fighting type. Haven't we done this before? And they look back and finally realize, oh crap, we've already done this like three times. We need to change up his typing. Crossed out fighting and put dark. This is literally a Pokemon that is built to be in a wrestling ring. And they had to make it a dark type. I know the defense is, but it's the heel. It was supposed to be a dark type. Like, listen, it literally has a belt. It literally has a wrestling belt like Machamp. Come on, that's, that's a fighting type. Now, speaking of fighting, as far as battle potentials go, at the start, you aren't going to have a fun time with Trials, but as you progress, Litten gets its evolutions, its attack boots, it really starts messing up some of these under-trainers. Uh, the Electric Trial especially is pretty funny, because despite them all being electric, they're all weak to fire, which is a nice bonus too. Uh, there is a reason this Pokemon is in the competitive scene, though. It has access to enough bulk and the right moves to really be a pain, especially in a doubles match. With the ability to fake out, parting shot, will-o'-wisp, it's a really tanky attack support, and that's really useful to have in this game. Uh, we also give points for stage presence, because if you've ever seen this thing, it is based on the wrestling idea of a heel, as in the wrestler everyone's supposed to hate. Everyone needs a good villain, and this is kind of the Pokemon that becomes that villain. But again, well done battle potential. It's literally just a wrestling tiger. Now, as far as Karen maintenance goes, Litten has fur that is covered in flammable oils, and grooming allows it to cough up fiery hairballs. That is how it fights. When you see it spit out a fireball, that is just a hairball that is lit on fire. Super gross, but cleaning them won't actually be a big deal because it literally burns off its own fur to groom itself. You just have to stand back. As it evolves into a Torah cat, uh, having some bandages and burn heels is going to come in handy from now on, given that its personality is... Uh, a bit painful, and the fire hazard around its neck is definitely going to be an issue. Uh, Incineroar may be a dark type, but just like a fighting type, it gets bored when it doesn't have something strong to fight. Now, we can joke about what a bored Incineroar would do, but in zoos and aquariums, one of the biggest things you have to worry about with animals is boredom. You have to make sure that the animal is having a good time, making sure that it has something to keep itself occupied. Otherwise, it can lead to things like depression. It can lead to obesity. You have to give them something to do. In Incineroar's case, you're going to need to get him a sparring partner. I recommend a Machamp, because a Machamp is a strong against it, and Incineroar loves fighting strong Pokemon. It likes fighting things that are going to give it a challenge. So as far as child-friendliness goes, I think we finally did it, guys. 
We finally found the worst starter to ever give to a child. I thought the crocodile was bad. I thought the lizard dragon was bad. But Litten, Toracat, and Incineroar all have issues with trainers. Either hurting them when they get too close and try and give them cuddles, or just straight up not listening to them. Litten is notable because if you give this to a kid at their first Pokemon, they're probably going to want to shower this Pokemon with love and affection because, oh my gosh, my first Pokemon, we're going to have the best time ever. I love you so much. But Littens do not do that. They do not like it when people get close to them. They like a nice bit of distance and boundary. An experienced trainer would know better to assume that it wants cuddles. A new trainer would not. Toracat has the issues of being too pampered. So if you get it too pampered, it gets too frisky. It can be a bit of a problem as well. Uh, it also mentions in the Pokedex for both Litten and Toracat that it will scratch you up pretty bad if you do not give it the right respect it thinks it deserves. And Incineroar is a monster. Like, uh, no lie. Like, this thing, it, if it wants to, it will attack the other team's trainer. This stuff can get you banned from the league and you're giving this thing to a 10-year-old. Incineroar is not meant to be in the Pokemon League. Heck, I probably assume they would have banned it from the League if they have too many Incineroars literally starting to rip the trainer's arms off. That's insane. I've never seen a Dex entry that specifies that. The Pokemon site itself specifies that other trainers don't like this Pokemon. And I don't care if the Dex also says that, oh, it's nice to small Pokemon. Guess what, guys? You ain't a small Pokemon. Now, onto Utility... Uh, this cat, again, likes to hurt things. Why would you take that away from it? Can you imagine if you told your Incineroar, dude, we did it. We beat the champion. Literally. We beat the crap out of him and all of his Pokemon. Now let's stop. That Incineroar is going to freak out. It loves hurting things. Once you beat the league, Incineroar will most likely force you to do it again right after. And if you don't, he will probably suplex you. Your life is violence from now on. You're going to have to keep on fighting until Incineroar gives itself a heart attack. Uh, wrestling seems like the obvious career, but let's be honest. If you're doing a Pokemon battle versus Pokemon wrestling, what's the difference? You're just battling the rest of your life. There is no calm. There is only war. Now, as far as wrapping all of it up, battle, yeah, 4 out of 5. Care, 3 out of 5. Uh, child friendliness and utility, both one out of five. There is no reason to have this Pokemon unless you are just one of those. If you've ever played Warhammer 40k, you are the people who worship Corn, the Chaos Gods. You are the abandoned reason, no only war kind of people. Now for a palate cleanser, for something a little bit less violent, let's talk about Poplio. Poplio is a sweet angel and did nothing wrong, but the hatred for anything remotely looking like a clown kind of got it a lot of hate. With its big nose and its circus-like antics, there were hashtags created to both attack and protect this sweet baby sea lion. Uh, people were really upset that Populio had this design, and the final design was shown, and people really wanted to see, like, oh, it's too girly, it's too feminine. You know, we didn't see people complain about Embor not getting a female version of it, so pipe down. Its design is fine. It's very beautiful, and I think that's really cool. Also, have you not seen a male sea lion in heat? It is big, snarly tooth, and just ticked off all the time. You do not want that. Trust me, this design, it's fine. If you're intimidated by a feminine design on a Pokemon, you have some other issues that we need to work through. 
Now, as far as battle potential on Pop Leo, uh, the trials do give you a run for your money, since most of them are your weakness or are neutral to both water and fairy. Pop Leos do have to be creative on the battlefield. They use bubbles, songs, dance. They confuse and distract their opponents. If you like winning with style, this is your starter. Whereas Rowlet is a sneaky, Incineroar is just brute force. This Pokemon is all about doing things with a stylish, lovely approach. Its special bulk and special attack are both pretty good. And the fairy typing is always useful. Having a fairy type on your team can always be a godsend, especially if someone wants to throw dragons at you. And its liquid voice ability... No lie, deserves better, needs a buff. When Sylveon got Pixelate, Pixelate gets a buff plus stab. So why are we not giving the same to this beautiful sea lion? That's not fair. Now with Karen Maintenance, uh, sea lions are carnivores. No matter how sweet and beautiful they look, they need lots of protein, and that cost is not going to be cheap as it gets bigger. These Pokemon go through a lot of food, I bet, because the real ones go through lots and lots of food. You're also going to need to practice and critique their performance. So instead of just being a trainer, you are now a singing and dance coach. It, it sounds strange, but these Pokemon fight through performance and work very, very hard to look good while they fight. In some cases, you are going to have them studying other Pokemon's dance. Brione is actually a Pokemon that is going to be studying other Brione to see how it dances. So you might have to give it some videos or you're going to have to find some way to help it learn while on the road. You are going to also have to work on that voice, especially with Primarina. Primarina's entire battle style is living or dying on that voice. If you go into the desert and think, haha, beat up all the ground types, your Primarina's voice is starting to dry up, you're not going to be fighting with her. So you're going to need to have medication, uh, citrus water, no coffee. You're going to have to make sure that you keep her voice pristine and sharp. Uh, bottom line being, this Pokemon is literally the prima donna of your party. You're going to have to treat it like the star, and that ain't ever going to be cheap. Now, as far as child-friendliness goes, Poplio line needs to be treated very well to survive, but you're rewarded by it. They're sweethearts. Yes, it's going to be a lot of work for a child to do, but Brione will literally dance for you when you're feeling down. Mental health is always important in this world and the Pokemon world. And of course, having this little sea lion dance for you to help you feel better, that's just going to be comforting. That's going to be nice after you lose a fight that this Pokemon is going to dance for you and try and make you feel happy. I think that's nice. Uh, they are a bit doofy at first, and I'm sure they love to play, and you're going to have to be a little bit more forceful. But there aren't many starters who will work as hard as you will to be the very best. So as far as child friendliness goes, yes, it's going to be a little bit hard for these kids, but it is going to be worth it for them. And finally, utility. Uh, the second you step off the championship league, you not only have a butt-kicking sea lion, you now have a highly trained act piled into that sea lion. Of uh, the bubbles it produces, the water acrobatics, the singing, Primarina is a perfect Pokemon to take into show business. And as a trainer, people would line up. People would line up around the block to see. There are probably people who are like, I'm not much into Pokemon beating on each other. But, oh, you mean the champion is doing a concert today with like this one celebrity singer and his Primarima doing effects? That's amazing. Let's go ahead and do that. If you wanted to become disgustingly rich, you could go ahead and just do performances that way. But if you wanted to stay small and still be rich, Vocal performances. You could literally be the vocal coach for every other sound-based Pokemon. Think of all the Pokemon that learn sound-based attack or have to use their voice in some way. 
Primarina is the songstress. She knows how to use this Aphelios 2 effect, and you know the best way to train them. So why not use your skills to help other people train and charge commission for it and make a whole lot of money? And then, as some of you already know, I always give points to Surf. If you know Surf, congratulations, you're already way more useful than the other types. So to round up this one, for battle, we're going to give it a nice 3 out of 5. For care and maintenance, it's pretty hard taking care of a diva, so 2 out of 5. A child friendliness, 3 out of 5, because teaching a child how to take care of a diva is already pretty hard. But utility, let's give utility a 4 out of 5, because being able to go into multiple types of show business is pretty useful to have. To round up the episode, let's summarize really quickly. Get a Rowlet if you are okay with having an adorable nugget that needs a good cleaning. Keep in mind, owls are cool, but they are not bright. They're actually quite dumb in our world, so I would assume Rowlet's pretty similar. Uh, you are going to be doing much of the leading in this relationship. You're going to do much of the calming. It's like having a really nervous friend. You're going to have to be the mom friend in this relationship. Uh, Litten is for sociopaths, the people who do not care about hurting anybody. The fact that this Pokemon is given to new trainers is terrifying. You are more likely to start a gang than you are to be a champion. So if you are a psychopath, you pick Litten. Uh, Poplio is for people who have style. Poplio is for people who do not care what the haters think, who want to give the world a show, and don't care how much hard work they have to go through it, no matter how much Levantine, no matter how much Dan passes. These are the people who don't just want to be a champion. They want to be a champion and have some class while they do it. So that does wrap up our second to last starter showdown. The next time we do this in September, it'll be the last one until Generation 9. So I hope you guys have been having fun with these. Uh, please make sure to go ahead and leave us some reviews in our iTunes. Go ahead and go on Facebook or Twitter. We are always listening. We have some amazing list of requests. We even had a request from one of our patrons to do an episode on the Pokedex. And that'll actually be our next Lucas Lecture is on the Pokedex and how it relates to our world. For now, I'll go ahead and say goodbye. Please share this podcast with your friends. The best way we've been able to get people to learn more about us. Have a wonderful rest of your day or night. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace! <laughs>